You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser with you. And we are now less than three weeks away from Selection Sunday. Gosh, that went fast. Regular season is just hitting its stride right now. And things have been wild, PJ. It's been so much fun. And tonight should be no different. We have a very exciting college basketball card. And I'm going to talk about some. I'm, I like narrative stuff, PJ, when I'm handicapped so my I. games. Big so narrative girl. So mm-hmm. Michigan State, you know, everything that happened on their campus, this is their first home game since hosting Indiana. Sorry, Gurch, but I kind of like the narrative here, and I think emotions will be running high. And this is sort of a special game that Michigan State wants to prove some things. And it would be a big deal for them to beat Indiana. So I'm going to be on Michigan State minus three and a half tonight. Completely agree with you, Aaron. I'm not taking the spread, though, because I just like a money line. I'm just confident that they're going to win the game. Indiana might lose by two. They might lose by three. So I'm a little worried about the spread, especially the fact that it keeps ticking up. But I love Michigan State on the money line. That's my favorite bet of the card tonight. Woo, we're in agreement. I'm right I like there. It. I love your handicap. Little... I love your handicap. I think right there with you. So whenever I can get a narrative, you know, I'm all for it. Especially every I think it could be hard to focus everything those kids have been through. Um, just love that storyline there. What else interests you? I know we were talking to Jeremy Kahn about some games. I I think Baylor, this veteran squad, I know it's hard to win on the road. It's a tough, tough thing to do at K-State. And I have K-State futures. But I got to be honest, I lean Baylor minus one and a half in this one. I think they're just the better team. And one and a half, I mean, yeah, give me the one and a half. Minus one and a half Baylor here. Aaron, it sounds like we're going to lose a lot of money or we're going to win a lot of money for the people tonight because we're we're on the same track again. I like Baylor in this spot. Kansas State's been one of the best teams against the number in college hoops this season. They're 17-10 and 10 against the spread overall. They're 11-4, ATS at home. But uh, when they've been home underdogs this season at Kansas, that game went to overtime. They won by just one point. Then they played Texas at home, and they lost that game when Texas – with short road favorites at K-State. I like Baylor. I'm with you. We saw Baylor's first half against Kansas. They were up 16 at halftime. Looked fantastic. And then Kansas just couldn't miss a shot in the second half. It's one of the best halves of basketball I've seen all season. So I don't really think you can take too much of that. I think Baylor is going to come back. They're going to be pissed off from how that game finished against Kansas. And I like them to take care of business today against K-State. I'm right with you with Baylor. Jeremy was just talking about the Hokies. 
I can't bet on them because I live in Virginia. Hokies minus one and a half point favorites. Votek so good at home. 12 and three at home this season. 16 and eight as favorites, um, including recent victories over Pittsburgh and Virginia. So this is arguably one of the best home teams in the conference. So I don't know why this game would be any different. It's a tough one to handicap. You mentioned that you like Virginia Tech because of how good they've been at home. Miami's 8-2 and two against the spread on the road this season, so they've been a really good team away from Miami. The stat I just can't get over, the trend, is teams like Virginia Tech, Tech unranked teams who are favored, are 13-3 and three against the spread this season against top 15 teams mm. like Miami. So, I mean, that's a big sample size, Aaron. That's 16 games. It's not like it's four or five games. That's 16 games, 13-3 against the spread. So the numbers are definitely telling you to bet Virginia Tech here. Miami is one of those teams I really like. And again, they've been good on the road. If I had a play, though, I think you got to tr- you got to bet the numbers and not the teams. And you got to just trust Vegas and take Virginia Tech minus the two. Yeah, that line has been moving. I think I even see two and a halfs now. So those one and a halfs are probably gone. All right, I'm a I'm a West Coast girl. A part of me really wants San Diego State to do well. Anytime I got a West Coast team who's making a little noise, it's tough. I'm gonna be honest about that. San Diego State hosting Colorado State, SDSU, minus ten and a half. Woo! That is a lot of points. But I think San Diego State can cover here. They are at home. Any thoughts on this one? No thoughts on this one. It'll be a fun matchup at the guard position because Colorado State has one of the best guards in not only the Mountain West but the country in Isaiah Stevens, so that'll be fun to watch. San Diego State's a team I like long-term, Aaron. This is a team that everybody thought would kind of be St. Mary's this season, like they would be the mid-major team. They played in that Maui Invitational early on in the season in November. Mm -hmm. They lost some games, but they had a good showing. They were really competitive, and then people kind of just forgot about them. The way they defend, the way they rebound the ball, they're going to be a tough out in March. So, you know, 10 and a half is a big number. I I, I got no feeling on the game. If anything, I kind of like the under. Colorado State has has struggled this season to score at times, and San Diego State's such a good defensive team. So maybe under 136 and a half, Um, But San Diego State, I'm glad you brought them up because that is a team I do like long-term. I I think that's a team I would not want to see in in my region or my side of the bracket. You think they can hang even though, like, the level of competition in their conference might not be as difficult? Yeah, that's that's always the tough thing because the Mountain West last year got four teams in, and everybody was so excited to watch. It was these two teams, Wyoming got in, Boise State got in, and everybody was like, oh, the Mountain West is having such an amazing year, and these are going to be some teams to watch, and they went 0-4 in the tournament. So you just you never know, right? I mean, it's tough. We talk about this with the Big 12 and the Big 10. Like, there's conference fatigue, and you gotta you got to separate what you see from teams doing conference play to what they do in non-conference play. But I, I like San Diego State in the non-conference. I think they're built to win in March Madness – more of those, more so than any of those other Mountain West teams, more so than Boise, Nevada, Utah State. I think San Diego State's that team I would back. Wow, Ken Palm has San Diego State winning by 18. So there you go. 
It's only Later. ten and a half, so some ten and a half. Value yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That should be clear. Okay. Anything else interesting um, that stands out to you, or that you have a strong opinion on tonight? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so the other game I, I like is Tennessee money line against Texas A&M. We were talking about that with Jeremy. Aaron, I just don't understand why A&M's favored in this game. I get they're 12-2 and two in SEC play. They're having a great year. They're ranked in the top 25 now. But it just seems like we're so down on Tennessee, and with good reason. I mean, their offense is putrid at times, but, man, they can defend. And I think coming off that loss to Kentucky – and A&M coming off that big win against Missouri, I think it's a good spot here for Tennessee. So I also love the first half under. I don't know if that uh, if that number is out quite yet. I'm going to check again. But that's just one of those matchups that whatever that first half number is, I'm taking the under because, oh, let's see, 60 and a half. I like that first half under. This is going to be like a 25-24 game at halftime. Tennessee, as I mentioned, their offense is horrible, but their defense is fantastic. And uh, this will be Brick City in College Station tonight in the first half. Do you think this will be sweaty? Ken Palm has Tennessee winning by one. Oh, I do. I do. You know what I like doing a lot of times when we have big college basketball slates is I like sprinkling like which game will go to overtime. I try to find the game. I actually hit that the other night with uh, Providence and Creighton, which was like a plus 1,200, so that was okay. awesome. This would be well, my OT look. sprinkle game. This would be this, it with Tennessee The tightest A&M. spreads on the board. Tennessee at Texas A&M, that's at one and a half. Baylor yep. at Kansas State, that's at one and a half. That's another one. What it, Ken yep. Palm also has um, – Kansas State by one point in this. So maybe since Tennessee and Kansas State are both underdogs, that could be a fun little underdog parlay on the spread. Take them both at plus one and a half, and you've got plus 264. A nice sweaty parlay, underdog parlay for you. What are I the think odds I would on take the Tennessee. team to go to overtime? What, what, are, what can you find plus- on that? I think they're plus 800 in, uh, let's see, A&M in Texas for the, uh, oh, that's plus 1050 in A&M in Tennessee for that game to go to overtime. Plus 1050? Plus 1050. I'm telling you, you get some great value on these overtime bets. Wow. And Kansas State State Baylor is also plus 1050 to go to overtime. So you know what, Aaron, you should take both tonight. People should do a little sprinkle on both the – overtimes because if you win one of them you're gonna get great profit yeah and I'm why just bet one both. when you can bet two i mean that's bet them what both. i always say bet them both <laughs> bet them both i love it i do like k-state first half money line though and then baylor to win the game kansas state's been a great first half team at home this season like i feel like they've just been a cash cow they they are so good at home in the first half so i like that tennessee money line Kansas State first half 
parlay. That's something I can get behind. Gosh, Ken Palm is killing me today with these one-point games. They got Michigan State over Indiana, 69-68. and 68. Tough. Could that one be sweaty? Our whole narrative play. Do you do you hedge in college basketball? Like, will you take a team, you know, like say like you're me tonight, right? And you take Michigan State money line at minus 150, and then Michigan State gets off to like a 14 to 2 start. Would you hedge with Indiana plus nine and a half, plus ten and a half, or do you just let your bet ride? I usually let my bet ride. In NFL, I'm really into props. So what I would do is if I I look at how I think the game script could go. Who could have a big game? And then if I'm like, whoop, that was a swing and a miss, then I'll just live bet the under or get try to get the best number that I can so that way I, try, I don't lose any money or just break even uh, or hopefully win, but at best not lose money. But I haven't really done it with college basketball. Oh, I love it with college hoops. Like the hedging that you can get in college, because the, the swings, right? Like you can get a team up 15 and then they can go, the other team can go on a 12-0 run and you can get so much different value there. So so say my initial bet on Michigan State is like, you know, 40 bucks on the money line, right? And then I take mm-hmm. the other side with Indiana plus nine and a half. I wouldn't do another $40 bet, but I do like, you know, 20 on Indiana or something. And then if at some point in Michigan State's like minus three and a half, then I might take that and I try to get the middle between the three and a half and the nine and a half and just hit them all. Who said you didn't need math growing up, right? That's the kind of math I think about. Oh, man. When I first got into gambling, I was like, it's too bad I suck at math. I might be in the wrong <laughs> But my math skills have come a long way. I mean, when you're putting your hard-earned money on the line, oh, you'll learn math real quick, right? Real quick, real quick. But, yeah, I love love hedging because college basketball, there's so many runs, and teams can lose so quickly. And I just, like, I at least like making some kind of profit. And uh, by doing that, you're guaranteeing yourself a winner if, if you hedge and maybe even hit a middle. And you and you hit both bets, and then there's absolutely nothing better than that. So that that could be a good way to hit these games tonight, Aaron. You know, is because there are so many close spreads. You take a team on the money line, and then if you get a really good hedging opportunity where you have like six, seven points of value, maybe you hedge because you figure a lot of these games are going to come right down to the final possession because how tight the spreads are. So I think tonight's a perfect night for like hedging opportunities and trying to get some good value on both sides. Do you have any futures that you've placed to cut down the nets? Where are you at with that? I, I have not. I have not placed any futures. Uh, I'm on Houston to win it. I like UCLA quite a bit too. Those are the two teams I like the best. Um, outside of those two, I, I really don't know. There are teams that I think could like make an Elite Eight run, a Final Four run, but... To me, UCLA and Houston are the teams that undoubtedly I trust the most in March Madness. Those are the two teams. All right, all right. And who would you be looking to fade come tournament time? That is a good question. Arizona. (laughs) You know, not not a lot of people have talked about them. I just, I worry that Tommy Lloyd has learned everything under Mark Few. And we know Mark Few and Gonzaga, their teams have come up short time and time again. 
Arizona yeah. brings a lot of their firepower back from that Benedict Matherin team last year, but they don't have Benedict Matherin anymore. And I think that's going to be a huge killer for them. So not high on zone at 12 to one to win it all. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, our favorite plays of the day. And something tells me we're going to have a few because what we just went over, I'm going to look in my app right now at BetMGM for these overtime bets. The plus 1050 was just screaming my name. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Lightning bets up next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.